All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this episode of Warrior Week Parables from the Pit. Uh, my guest this week is graduate of Warrior Week 52, Alan. Alan, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Okay, so uh, long night, uh, but we're here, and uh, and we want to tell your story, man. We want to tell a, an amazing fucking story. Uh, Warrior Week 52, uh, almost like a year ago, right? Exactly yep. a year ago? About a couple weeks ago, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, it was a year and anniversary. Um, you were 116 pounds heavier, and uh, and your world has completely fucking transformed ever since that experience. Uh, but we're going to roll back, and we're going to bring you to what 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 was your initial encounter with uh, Warrior, the message of Warrior? What was your first experience, Alan? So I came in with uh, King's Kit 2. And, um, you know, it was like everything else in my life. I, um, I didn't, I wasn't a hundred percent in and that was a problem. So I kind of just floated around. Um, I didn't do all the protocols and, uh, it wasn't until August of, uh, 2018, um, when I signed up to do warrior week and, um, that's when it got real. And I, I really started paying attention and figuring out how to live by the code. And that's when my whole life changed. Where, uh, what happened that you signed up for warrior week? It was, it was the weirdest thing. So I was watching a video one night, and I literally saw the video of you saying to text you, and I texted you, and you responded in like two minutes, and I was like, oh, shit, what just happened? <laughs> it's real now. And you said, uh, 10 a.m. tomorrow, don't be late. <laughs> and uh, I literally looked at my wife, and I said, uh, yeah, I kind of impulsively just did that and signed up, and... Now it got real because I got to be on the interview tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, what was working in life? What was not working for you? And kind of like what pushed you to even like, you know, do that, to, to, to reach out? You know, I, I felt <laughs> like, you know, things were a mess. My body was an absolute mess. I was such a bad diabetic. Um, blood sugars were all over the place. I was having all kinds of health problems. Um, and I just, I knew I needed a change. Uh, I wasn't seeing my kids. I was working long hours, seven days a week. Um, just nothing made sense. And uh, there was a, there was a couple, many points where I just wanted to give up. I just wanted to pack it in. I wanted to get out of my family's business. Um, didn't even know what I wanted to do. I just wanted out, um, because the stress was overwhelming. So how old were you then? I guess last year. Yeah. Last year, 45. 45, and uh, what was your weight at? 385 pounds. And how tall are you? Uh, just under six feet. Okay, 385. Obviously, that was an issue. Oh, uh, yeah. Was sleep a problem? Oh, yes. I, uh, I have sleep apnea, bad sleep with a CPAP mask, and um, uncomfortable, and a whole slew of other health problems. And how many kids? Seven kids. Seven kids. What are the ages? So my oldest one is 19. My youngest one's eight. I have four girls, three boys. Beautiful. And... Uh, what was the biggest problem you would say this time last year for you before you walked into Worry Week? What was the biggest, biggest fucking obstacle? My, the biggest obstacle in my life was my weight, yeah. for sure. Was what was weight. it doing to you, Alan? There was a lot of uncertainty. There was a lot of, um, I was very self-conscious. Um, I felt like shit all the time, which drove me to make bad decision after bad decision. And um, I, I couldn't function. Um, I couldn't think. Um, and this was probably the biggest challenge I had in my life was, was something I could just, I could never seem to control it. And a lot of it was self-induced. I was doing a lot of bad things to myself. 
When uh, when uh, when did you started gaining so much weight? When did it start, Alan? Uh, it's probably about five years before. Um, so around forty. Yeah, around forty. So you weren't that bad before, like in the thirties, you were. Yeah, I think I was always I was starting in the heavy place. Sure, but um, it took time, um, but it really packed on uh, in about five years. Time. What uh, What was your wife's request, or did she have any, or uh, you know, what was your wife saying at that period? My wife is an amazing person. She she loves me the way I am, no matter how how I look, and she supports me. Um, I think she loves me too. She gave me that keychain gift. <laughs> I still yeah. have it here. <laughs> <laughs> the one that you press in and you can pre-record what you want. She's the uh, zero fucks giving girl. Zero fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But um, you know, but it, it did get in the way. It got in the way because we had sexual issues. We had um, times where um, I just wasn't present. Um, I was working. The, the part of it too was the stress in our family business. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of problems with employees and it just compounded and compounded and just seemed like every, the walls were crushing and the box was getting smaller in every direction. And, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, you know, in, inside of that whole, the, the whole process, right? You just, wh what kind of help did you look at? Did you look at, you know, trainers, diets, like, have you been for the past five years? What like what has been the cry for wolf type of thing for you, man? So it, it was it was really a roller coaster. Um, you know, I would try different fads and diets, and I would do good for like two weeks, and then I would fall off. And what what ended up happening is this constant roller coaster actually made it worse. It it continued to get worse. Um, my stress level got higher. Um, I got sicker. Um, and the diabetes was really taking a toll on me. It was I was dying from the inside out. And so uh, obviously you see the videos at Worry Week, and it it's an it's you know from the outside it appears to be an extremely intense um, you know uh, intense journey physically. Uh, w w did you have doubt that you can even do that? Oh, absolutely. I, but you know that was the thing is I knew I couldn't do it, but something drew me to do it. You know, I figured if I went and I fell on the ground, you know, I just I would go take whatever went with it and uh, I would just give it 100 percent. And uh, that's what I did when I went there. And uh, so then you come in and and, uh, you know, there were there was the pre build up and 30 days pre build up that kind of shook your world probably. Yeah, I was, I was I was very defeated at the time. So, and if I look back at my videos now, I I can see it. I can see the difference <laughs> in when I do a video now to when I did a video then. It was <laughs> night and day. So anyway, you, you had the defeated flag all the way. You come in, and uh, talk to us about kind of like day one. Like like how, what was what was your experience in day one? Without necessarily revealing the evolutions, but what did you experience in day one? I got to tell you, it was a, it was like getting punched in the chest, um, <laughs> you know, just getting yelled at, and and I was scared shit, and you know, we had to take our clothes off, and again, I don't want to, you know, let all the evolutions out, but it was just the most uncomfortable experience, and um, I do have to tell this one story though, because this one's great. <laughs> all right, all right, I, I got to tell this one. <laughs> so, so we had to get we had to get dressed, and we had like you know so many seconds to do it, and I put my fucking pants on inside out, <laughs> and all that we were all lined up, and the coaches were looking at me, and I'm praying to God, I'm like, please, I was so tired, I was wet, <laughs> I had sand in places that we don't even want to talk about, 
and I got the rabbit ears on my pockets hanging out. All the guys are looking at me like, you stupid idiot. And the co- I'm like, please don't anybody see me. And the coaches are all looking at me and laughing as I got my pants on inside out. And I was just praying that just don't make me take them off and put them back on because I can't move my arms. <laughs> uh, I think at one point you had the wrong boots on too or the wrong size of fucking pants. Something happened. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was... It was bad. <laughs> uh, and you had a special necklace. We'll, we'll just stop there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, for, for those of you inside of uh, Warrior Week 52, you all know exactly what the moment that was. But that night, something, uh, something happened inside of the pit, right? And, uh, like the, the podcast here is called Parable from the Spit, which is stories from the pit. Um, and there's this concept that there's this concept that kind of like, evolved in you and there was this this declaration of this 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 affirmation that you still carry to today what was that affirmation so during one of the evolutions i was having trouble just staying with the group so um, one of the coaches pulled me out and uh sat me down gave me some water and in this moment i i felt like i was gonna have a heart attack i was my chest my chest was beating so bad um I mean, I, I literally felt like I was dying. And I remember this voice came up behind me and started talking to me and asking me questions. And I didn't know who it was. The voice sounded familiar, though. And we went through a whole mantra. Um, and the coach said to me, you know, we're going to come up with the term that's going to lead you for forever. And it was, I will be free. And it was Coach G. And uh, he came up behind me, and it, it was a great moment. That was a, that was a turning point for me. And so Garrett, Garrett whispered in your ears that uh, I will be free, and that's 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 the only mantra you had the entire fucking week that allowed you to uh, just go through the struggles that you had, but also gain all the gifts uh, and receive them. And uh, up to now, it's been what a, a fucking four hundred days, almost, almost, almost a year and and few weeks, and uh, you still carry the mantra. I do, and. As a result of uh, that experience, life has changed. Talk to me about what happened post Warrior Week and what has changed in your body, what has changed in your relationship with your kids, in your connection with your wife, in uh, in the in the way you handle businesses. Because there's a way you were handling business in the past, and there's a new standard in in in, in place that it, it's all across your air, uh, your life. There's you live by this fucking standard. So, you know, we'll start with my body. So I went on, I just, I started doing things in my life regimented. Um, Not anything super duper. I started walking. I started doing a little bit of, I didn't join a gym or anything, but I just did it consistent seven days a week. And in about nine months time, I took off over 100 pounds. Uh, Today I have 116 off. I've almost eliminated diabetes. And it's just by that slow, consistent, doing the same thing every day. Um, it didn't matter if it's snowing, raining, I went for a walk. Um, t- there was a time when um, my goal was to hit 20,000 steps a day, 10 miles a day. And I, I did that for about six months straight. Mm-hmm. And um, to the point now where my diabetes is almost eliminated. I'm, I'm on one diabetic. I went from like six or seven medicines and two insulins to one medicine. And I'm wow. off of insulin. And I did that in nine months' time. So it can be cured. Um, I got an infection in my foot. In April, and um, because of the walking, because of the walking, um, so this this infection was a bad one. It's called osteomyelitis. It went into the bone in my foot, 
and the only way it can be removed is with surgery. So when I went to the doctor to do the pre-op work, um, the doctor said, there's something going on. We're hearing a noise in your heart, and um, we're going to schedule some tests, put me with a cardiologist. I had never had a cardiologist before. Um, so we went through the round of tests, the, uh, you know, that we did the stress test, and then the doctor didn't like what he saw in the stress test, so they scheduled me for a cardiac cath, went into Boston, and uh, I literally was awake for the cardiac cath, and I heard the doctor say, we got to pull out. This guy is going to need surgery. So what was determined at the, at the end of that test was that I had three blockages um, in, in, my, in my coronary arteries. Two were 90% blocked, and one was 100% blocked. And the one that was 100% blocked grew collateral arteries around it. And my aortic heart valve was damaged at 31%. And to have that happen to you at age 46 is unheard of. It just doesn't happen at that early age. So we scheduled right away to go in and to do the, quadru do the triple bypass and the valve replacement. And they found another blockage while they were in. And they ended up cutting my arm to take a radial artery out of my arm to replace and, and use those veins to fix my heart. Um, and to think, you know, all of that stuff that I did going through Warrior Week and all the, the exercise and, the, and the, the, the stress I was putting on my body, that at any time I could have died. I could have dropped dead and died. So you walked in pretty much into fucking Warrior Week with your heart at 10% capacity. Correct. Because 90% of it was fucking blocked. Correct. And so, so for years you operated at 10% as well. I don't know how long I operated, but the, you know what happened is the more I started investigating um, after my surgery to how the fuck did this happen, you know? Um, it was all of those bad habits. It was all of that up and down roller coaster. My, all the chemicals that my body was producing is what clogged my arteries in that fast amount of time. I actually went back to my old doctor and my doctor before when I was around 40 years old, and my tests were clean. So all of that damage got done within a five-year period, and that's amazing. That's insane. I remember you uh, a few months ago, you've done a study on uh, what could, uh, what, what caused these. Uh, it's a very, very important thing to mention here on the podcast because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's something you discovered through on your own experience, right? We're not talking about a fucking rat uh, in a lab. We're talking about a real human and and you, you actually experienced through this discovery uh, uh, the, the chemicals that are produced or certain diets that we follow. And so can you share and inform us more on that? Because I think that's the kind of shit that, that is not told because people don't have that data, right? So Absolutely. it's not a fucking you know, personal trainer and it's not somebody that is not fat that hasn't had the, the, the heart issues that could literally identify those. But you actually went to do that process. So what, what happened... Um was when I was really heavy and I was trying to watch my sugar, I started eliminating carbs. So I started eating a lot more meat. So a lot of people that do these keto diets and they do this heavy meat, heavy fat, and then they come off of it. So they get their body into that ketosis state and then they come off of it. They eat some pizza or something and they do it again and they go, it's the back and forth, the roller coaster. What it created was a series of chemicals called AGEs in my blood which is the equivalent to like acetone, carcinogens, um, and it's from, you know, barbecued meats and all this kind of stuff, bacon and all this kind of stuff. So what I was doing is I was fooling myself. So my body, the, the whole reason I, I had diabetes was because I was insulin resistant. 
my cells couldn't absorb the insulin. So the insulin was literally hitting my cells and bouncing off. So what the theory is with diabetics is you inject yourself with more insulin and you overflow the cells with insulin and some gets through. Um, it's not a great plan, but that's, that's how it works. So, so what the key is to becoming, to curing yourself from diabetes is to be able to eliminate that resistance and be able to let your cells naturally absorb the insulin that your body makes. So that's the type two uh, diabetics. Di type one, their pancreas isn't working and they just, you know, it is what it is, right? But type two can be cured. So what I was doing to myself through this period of time was I was eating these heavy meats and I wasn't eating any carbs and my blood sugar would look a little better. Well, no shit. I wasn't eating any carbohydrates. So of course my blood sugar would go down. But the minute I touched a carb, my blood sugar would raise to 400. Now, a normal blood sugar should be somewhere between 90 and 120. I would touch a carbohydrate and my blood sugar would go in the 400s. That, that's because all I was doing was band-aiding the problem. I was never fixing the real problem. So this, this pattern and doing this over and over again, these ACGs were building up in my blood, these, these nasty chemicals, and there's a whole slew of them. Um, and in the video that I, I put up on, on, uh, in my group, I said exactly what the, the bad chemicals were and the ones that were building up in my body. And this is what my, clogged my arteries. These, these chemicals cause a whole bunch of other problems. They cause problems in your eyes, bleeds in your eyes. They cause um, kidney damage, liver damage, um, and a whole slew of other problems. And really what I found out in this process was it was coming from the meat. And everybody that is a diabetic thinks that sugar is bad. But in my case, and I'm sure that there's a lot of other people out there that, that are very similar to what I was experiencing, it was the meat. So as I started discovering this, I went on a complete plant-based diet. So I was about 90% plant-based, 10%, a little bit of meat in there. But 90% of what I ate was plant-based, and it cured everything. Really, yeah? It, it was plant-based. Did you follow everything. any... Uh I know there's a there's a there's a book called the uh, the Plant Paradox by uh, I don't know if you had a chance. No, I haven't w had a chance. Okay, were you following any any suggested uh, regimen or you kind of like build up your own? Well, so what I did is I is I started doing research and my wife was so instrumental um, in helping me. You know, creatively cooking things and finding noodles and things that you know it would mask real foods but it was completely plant-based no sugar no carbohydrates i mean i you know my wife would make things for me uh, we, we even got to the point where we started making our own alternative meat mm. we make a meat called satan uh, which is vital wheat gluten it's the the protein of the wheat and we add pea protein to it and you know done correctly it's soft and, and it tastes it has the texture and tastes like meat things like this i was able to eat a lot of vegetables and get the protein i needed and not get the protein from animals. And that was a big thing um, that I started discovering is that, you know, everybody says, oh, you need protein, you need to eat meat. Well, where do you think the animal gets the protein from? Hmm. You know, people, it, it, there's this movie out there called Game Changers. If anybody has a chance to see it, it it'll just change your life. And uh, this, the strongest man in the world is in the movie and he's 100% vegan. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he's asked the question, well, how can you be as strong as an ox um, if you if you don't eat meat, and he says, doesn't do you ever see an ox eat meat, mm. <laughs> or a gorilla, mm. or an elephant? They all eat ve just plants, you know. And uh, I really started paying attention to this, and it just that's what opened the door. I you know I knocked on that door and I went right through, and um, it changed everything. I, I just 
all the so what ended up happening now is I started having a slew of other problems. My blood work started going crazy. So I had to go to a kidney specialist, I had to go to um, a urologist, I had to go to my endocrinologist, and they all said the same thing. They said, shit, your medicine, you're on too much medicine now. So what happened was, was there was this shift where I needed all the medicine and then now it was too much. And it happened within a three month period. Wow. I literally cured myself massively in a three month period. Wow. And and eliminated and half my medication. So the, the, the key component was the walking and the plant based eating. Yep. Stretching, moving, you know, the walking and, and you know, watching everything that goes in my mouth and, and making most of it plant based. And that is what's done the most. I can't wait till next year. To be honest with you. Wow, man, that's great. That's great advice. So, have you have you ever come across the uh, uh, Dr. Jason Fung inside of the a book called the the Obesity Code? Have you ever came across that? No, no. I'm not uh, well, I mean, he, he very very uh, very smart guy, and he's, he he talks about uh, number one, he eliminates the the idea of calorie in, calorie out. That that's fucking garbage. And he the examples that he uses are scientific, and uh, literally he. He, he goes back to to say, hey, l listen, if you're making hundred thousand dollars and uh, that's what's coming in and that's what's you know what's going out is like let's say seventy thousand, right? And you keep thirty, then the minute thirty comes in, not hundred, then it won't make sense that for you, that that seventy goes out, right? right? So like it just it won't like you won't you won't have the capacity to do it either. So uh, money in, money out, same concept, calorie in, calorie out. Like it's just like. He talks about that, that the problem of obesity, which is this thing that has not been investigated, and instead, instead of doctors investigating that problem, there has been a group of charlatans, been group of fucking you know government and 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 other other authorities that have looked into that and made a fucking fifty billion dollar industry out of it. So obesity has become a disease that has not been investigated until it becomes diabetes, which is now an actual labeled disease. And so, uh, and so, as a result of it, when you look at obesity, obesity is not a problem of, you know, it's not a caloric fucking problem. It's a, it's a hormonal issue, right? And topic, he talks about being insulin resistance, and he talks about, you know, leptin as, as, a, as a hormone that regulates the, uh, the entire, uh, you know, fat burning process, if you want. Or, and also, one of the interesting things that he talks about, man, I mean, I don't know, he fucking talks about it, but this is what I picked up, is that... You know, fat, it's nothing but a macronutrient. It's a name for a macronutrient, like carb and protein. We agree, right? Why did it become a label? Right? Yeah. And he goes back and he says, well, you know, they started associating people that were overweight with, with two of the, the sins. One of them was, uh, you know, overeating and the other one was not. Moving enough. There's two specific one. Uh, you know, there's this. There's I think one is called. One starts with G and the other one with S. I don't specifically remember. Um, I think he, he talks about. Uh, anyway, two major sins, right? Which now involves <laughs> guilt and shame. Which now involves you know organization that are able to say you're a sinner because basically you're 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 fat or. Now the key word is fat. The label now is fat, which is what just the label now. It's a micronutrient, and then that has that carries guilt and shame. 
And so it's a problem of self-discipline. It's a problem of, you know, your willpower. It's a power of, like, it's all those problems. And the truth is, it's a fucking disease. It's a, obesity. It's a, it's a disease. It's not, it's not your fault that you're overweight or it's not my fault that I'm overweight or his fault. It's a fucking disease inside that controls that, right? So, yes, you can take control of things such as what you did, and that's the example, right? At, but at the end of the day, to label someone fat is fucking stupid because it's like me calling someone protein. But over the years, over the past 50 years, there's a $50 billion industry that profited from this label mm. that, that puts guilt and shape specifically on women. Like literally on women and associated with post, you know, maternity immediately and constantly putting them under pressure of guilt and shame. So I thought it was really interesting. That's not what you wrote in the book. But when I read it, I'm like, yeah, that's what fucking happened. Yeah. Yeah. It and, you know, it just it it really gets down to what you want and the choices that you make. And um, and you got to be diligent. You got to do it every day. And you can't take a day off. You know, I remember my nutrition coach said to me, oh, you know, I want you to take one day a week and, and just cheat. <clears throat> and I, I actually looked at him and I said, are you out of your freaking mind? I'm going to work my ass off six days a week and then I'm going to take a day and just ruin it all. Hmm. I'll eat a little differently, but I'm not going to destroy it. You know, I'm not going to cheat Smart. all yeah. one day. Smart. You know, so it, it really it's what you're after, you know, and what you're willing to do to get there. Um, so so that that in a nutshell is is the problems and how I've tackled what's what's in my body. You know, now I you know I'm taking that effort and and the one of the big reasons I, I really focused on this is for my kids. You know, I have one son that's real heavy and and you know I'm, I always sat back and said, who the hell am I to tell him what he can't eat when I'm doing the wrong thing. So, you know, by doing the right things, leading from the front, I'm making the changes. Now he's starting to make changes and that was the win. Yeah, awesome. And uh, so he's doing some of the stuff that you're doing. Very slowly, but, That's it's, good. but it's a turn. Yeah, you know? great. I mean, where else, where else is going to look at? I mean, you're the proof. You're the proof of the pudding. Talk to me about how your wife feels about you being 116 pounds lighter. Man, I wish she was here to answer that. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think the you get the wins. People see you, you know, and, and she takes some pride in it. And uh, a big part of the success is from her. Mm. Because without her, I never would have been able to do any of it. Because she keeps me straight, she keeps me honest, um, she keeps me on track. She's my rock. So beautiful. And how are the kids seeing that? Um, you know, I, I was tired of being the fat dad, and mm. I and I think I don't think they ever looked at me that way. But um, you know, would they ever tell me if they were embarrassed when I took them to school or something? I don't know. Um, but I think now they're a little more proud because because everybody that sees me that hasn't seen me in a long time, it just it's a double take. Like if you look at my license, you won't even be able to recognize <laughs> me if you look at my license. <laughs> so, you know, in that aspect, I think they enjoy when I come yeah. to the school and people are like, is that your dad? You yeah. know? Uh, so, so it's a wins all around. So, you know, obviously, uh, uh, you took, you took, you collided with, with your weight. You collided because it was no longer serving you. You collided with that because of the collision. There was a commitment and a dedication and there was a program that you stick with. And the program was simple. Fucking walk and eat vegetable, bro. <laughs> That's what it was. And you stayed consistent with it. And you did that. And over time, you saw the results. And the results come in, came in. 
Now, you started colliding also inside of your businesses, and you started taking a stand for what you believe. Um, did you start colliding at home and taking a stand for what you want? You know, I, I, I started to, but I didn't really have to. My, my home life fell into, <clears throat> has fallen into line. Mm. Um, where I really had the issues was in my business life. So in, in my family's business, um, it really put a lot of, it, it made me formulate plans and ways to deal with employees and ways to eliminate stress um, that today I'm actually looking at taking everything I did and packaging it into a program so I can show other people how I did it and how I accomplished it. Um, I created a program, I call it the SMART, the SMART plan. I skillfully motivate and attract rock star talent. That's what the acronym for SMART is. And I'm packaging this program right now uh, because there's a lot of people that are in the same area where I was with you know, help that they couldn't get to do certain things. They couldn't uh, recruit and train people. And, uh, and, and I want to help people because I found a, a way and a solution and I've proved the concept in my family's business. I was also part of another business, a pizza business, um, that I'm still part of. But you know, what happened was during this time frame, you know, I, I, I let a lot of things go. I didn't say much. I saw things that were bad and wrong, and, and I didn't collide. I kind of hid. The minute I started gro coming out of my shell and I started getting the results, and you know, I started being real and I started being raw, everything that Warrior teaches us, you know, I wanted results and I, and I was willing to do whatever it took to get them. I started colliding with my partners, and you know, now this is a business that I may leave and, mm -hmm. and, and get out of now because I don't like what's happening there. So it teaches you to take a stand and say, enough. You know, I want something, I want this, and I'm going to fucking get it. And if you're in my way, I'm going to run you over, just like a fullback does in football. You know, just run you over, and I don't give a shit what the results are. So, you know, a, a business that I've worked, this pizza business that I've worked in for two years, I don't want to use the word burning down, but I'm knocking walls down in it right now because it has to be done. You know, it, when you look at when you look at what happens to to a man that is judged by his appearance and his weight, right? Thinking that, oh, you know, this man is going to die soon. This man is not disciplined enough. This man doesn't have willpower. This man cannot be a powerful man, cannot run a fucking business. If he's going to run anything, he needs to run his body first to be an example. Years and years and years of projections of guilt and shame and association and disempowerment to a lot of people that may not fit in the portfolio of your six-pack fucking CEO that wakes up at 3.45 in the morning and does the magical shit. And the problem is people believe that truly success is embedded in the image that you're projecting. That's one way. But really, really, truly, if you investigate deep down inside, deep down inside of this body, this vehicle, there is a man inside of that. And if, if you truly connect to the total essence of this man, the totality of this man, above and beyond his biology and the power inside of this man, and that's where the connection takes place, and that's where you start putting the, the amount of respect that it's owned and demand the amount of respect from that side. This is where everything can change. But the majority of men are conditioned not to see that. 
They don't even fucking look you in the eyes. One look, and they already made their idea about who you are. And that's the problem. Because literally, they don't understand the power that resides. And in this business example, what if in the past two years, they would have connected to that power, right? They connected to that power. And what, what this two years could have been with the guidance that could have come from that, mistakes that they could have avoided, and success that all could have now. But now, too late. Right. And when, 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 when finally they recognize the light that they have missed in the past two years, then they're going to justify the absence of the light and saying, hey, it's dark. And I often say that, like, absence of the light does not justify darkness. And one of the easiest ways to create darkness is to cl close your fucking eyes. Like, you won't see the light. And why I share this, because this is a pain that a lot of men carry in our society today. The $50 billion industry, which is the health, the health and fitness industry, along with the, I don't know what the food industry is, man, but it's got to be fucking like, it's got to be one of fucking, right. like, I don't know, bro. It's got to be like... Hundreds uh, of billions. <laughs> the food industry and the authorities inside of the FDA and, 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 and the pharmaceutical fucking industry. I don't know that fucking industry. It's, it's got to be probably fucking billion, whatever. Exactly. So, and then all the players from the insurance industry. I don't know what the fucking industry is. It's probably like trying to... Right? So you got... Insurance, you got pharmaceutical, you got the food industry, and you got the health and fitness industry. They all come and they set up this trap. And they all make money off us suffering. So that they create more, a.k.a. fat man. If they create more, a.k.a. fat man, more fat man can be judged by society, less powerful man they will be. So by the time you're 50, 52, if you're a fat man, then you're eliminated from certain categories by default. That has become a fucking society. And we, as civilian, follow the same fucking trap that was created. And along the way, we end up judging powerful men that would have actually changed the fucking game for us. And so this is a pain. That a lot of men today live a pain with self-image, a pain with, with being judged constantly, a pain of, of, of projection of others constantly on them. And assuming, assuming that the willpower and the discipline is not there because if it was, the body would have been taken care of. And it's worth talking about it, man, because you, you've... You took a stand for you because you were that guy for a long time, yeah. specifically five years. Like it was you. It felt at one time it's you against the world. And the Warrior Week was an awakening experience. And I will free myself is I will free myself from every single judgment that is put upon me. I will free myself. The, the, the weight that I carry, it's not my shame, guilt and shame. The weight I carry is. My biology, and I'm going to change my biology. I'm going to reinvent my biology. 
to become who I want to be because I want to be on the, on the pursuit of happiness. It was the single, single biggest life-changing experience I've ever had. It was, it's put me on a trajectory that I don't even know where it's going to go. And I, I can't wait till next year. And, and the biggest thing, too, was the support mechanism that's based around it. You know, my group of guys, Warrior, my wife, my family, um, it, it, it just allowed me to be able to, to just get win after win after win. So for almost 20 years, you've put all your effort and dedication into that consulting, consulting practice and the invention of yours that you came up, the solution that you have now. What is it called? Smart system. Smart system. And it's exciting for you to take that to the marketplace and, and uh, based on best practices. Uh, but I think there, there, there is another side of you that needs to also fucking be ex uh, expressed. And I think there's a book coming telling your story. And I think, uh, you know, men want to follow you. Guys that are in the same pain place than you. They won't relate to the personal trainer. They won't, uh, they won't relate to the guys talking about fucking keto online or, or the woman that is talking about paleo and follow. They won't relate. And if they do, you know. It's a temporary attachment. Right. They need to follow a man that carried the pain for a long period of time. And there are so many out there that are just hungry and awaiting to be free. And the only person that could free them is themselves. But what if there's a guide? What if there's a guide that shows them the possibility? What would that look like? That, that's a great revelation to what happened. I think The Rock should play me in the movie. What do you think? I think so. <laughs> or or uh, either the movie or, 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 or a book that says, I will be free. Yeah. And the book comes the foundation of the storyline. This podcast perhaps becomes a reference. And then from this point on, you build upon it. You know, I, I took my daughter um, to up to, to school. She goes to Plymouth State up in New Hampshire. And just walking around, I watched, you know, all these different guys that, and I, and I saw me. You know, I saw what they were eating. I saw their habits. I saw the way they walked. I saw the way they talked. I saw the pain that they were in. And that's, I couldn't get it out of my mind, is, is that things that I never saw before I see now. Mm. And uh, you're right. I mean, uh, this is something I got to share. And I, and I got to get it out there because there's a lot of people that need this help. You cured yourself from a disease. And it's a hidden disease that nobody's giving a fuck to investigate. You cured based on your own invest and investigation. And it started with one fucking ingredient. And that was courage. It led you to saving your life. Because if you wouldn't choose to walk, you would have never get the food infection. You would never got the food injection. You would operate living at 10% of your heart with 10% of your heart. Yeah. Mathematically, you would have fucking died. You're right. You're right. Even the, the doctors were bewildered. They couldn't even believe I made it through everything well, I told them. And the discovery was self-made. Self-made. The ingredient, the one thing that started the spark was courage. And yeah, fuck yeah, man. You did show up at 10 a.m. on that morning. And literally, because you showed up at 10 a.m. that morning, your ass is sitting here 116 pounds lighter connected to your seven kids, on fire with your wife, businesses on the verge of exploding, decisions that will put you in power versus being a victim of somebody else's fucking games. 
and spirituality and connected more than anything else. So fuck yeah, man, you got a gift. Guess what? You got to give that gift away. It's a mission now. It's not even a fucking choice. Right on. So I will be free is going to be a story that will be told. Right? There will be people coming in to a seminar, sitting and hearing that story. And it's not all fucking, you know, people with obesity problem that would come in there. There's actually normal people sitting in there because they are inspired by human work that was done on humans. So it's not another fucking weight loss story. Right. We have seen that. Right. We have seen that. You've seen it most of your life, the up and downs. Yeah. Yeah. When you turn around and you say to the, the, the nutrition coach or advisor, what the fuck are you talking about a cheat day, man? I'm past. I'm past that, that, that kind of stuff, man. You obviously don't live in this. You obviously haven't lived with five years of what has been told to me. So for you, the one day cheat or whatever you want to call it, make a lot of sense. For me, it's an insult on what I did. It's, an, it's a spit on the courage that I found to be where I am right now. It's amazing. I don't know if it's amazing, but I know that it's true. Yeah. To, you know, just just to think that if if that journey didn't start the way it did, you know that that I couldn't be sitting here. I I think a lot about that. What would my kids have done? What would my wife have done? You know. And you chose to show up. And in this in that decision, everything changed. So, as we bring this podcast to conclusion, if. Uh, if really you got a message that you can just package like a fucking snowball and throw in someone's fucking face, right? It's You got one snowball, one face. Like you're wrapping it up and it's to really fucking hit him in the face. What would that message be to another man? When you think you're not capable of something, you are capable of it. You can do anything. You put your mind to. It's as simple as that. So the minute you think you cannot, it's an actual manifestation that you can Right on. So if you feel that this podcast resonated with you, touch your heart in ways that, uh, that, that is truly warming your heart and also resonate with you because you know a guy in your life that has gone through a similar struggle or that is going through a very similar struggle here that was shared inside of the story. You know what to do, man. You, 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 you take the link for this podcast and you just forward it to that guy. Don't share this to fucking general, you know, public sites or social media this the point of this podcast is not to become popular the point of this podcast is to 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 pass it forward just pass it forward man like your job as a listener is to resonate with this take the gifts away and then give those gifts to those that you may know to some guy that you actually know in your life maybe there's a guy who's going through this struggle and hasn't said a fucking word to you and like deep down inside you know you just know and say, bro, like, I don't know what it is, but I think you should listen to this fucking podcast. Somehow, somewhere, it's going to resonate with you. So for more of details on the show, you can find us at worryweeknow.com. There will be audios, videos, and transcripts. You can also find us on iTunes. 
And then if you want to start your journey here inside of Warrior and begin experiencing what Warrior has, you become going to a site called becomeaking.com. This is where the destination of your king's journey or empire journey where we explain and your journey begins by informing yourself on the seven pitfalls of the modern men. I want to thank my guest, Alan. Any final words? I will be free. Okay, I will be free. And there you go. Have it. And uh, when we should expect the fucking book? Next year this time. What, what, what month and what date? We're going to have this book out by the end of the year. What date and what month? Uh, December of uh, 2020. All right. What date? December 9th, because that's my birthday. <laughs> All right. December 9th, 2020. I will be free. The book will be out. And I hope you refer it to this fucking podcast because apparently it got, uh, the, the birth was here. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, have yourself a fantastic night. I want to thank my guest, Alan, again, and we'll see you next week.